Hi, Tom. Hi, Heather. Great you're here. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time since I recorded a podcast episode. Um, but we met, I think, two weeks ago, mm -hmm. and we had a we had a cool conversation. Mm -hmm. It was your uh, yeah graduation uh, party. So uh, congratulations again for graduation in at your graduating in the masters. Um, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and and then I thought uh, this is a cool story to tell uh, on the on the podcast episode. So you graduated in behavioral data science. Correct me uh, if that's if that's wrong. No, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah, yeah behavioral data science. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and before that, you uh, studied uh, the bachelor in psychology. Mm -hmm. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I thought uh, it's a, it's an interesting situation um, in which you are right now, where you graduated in your masters, and I always wonder, like, okay. You know, what would I do after my master's? I have no idea. I don't even know if I want to do a master's. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and that's, yeah, that's what I want to talk about with you today. Yeah, well, first thing first, when I was still doing my bachelor's, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And also, um, so I specialized in this specialization called psychological methods in psychology, which is using different methodologies to understand human and like statistical methods and we had a lot of foundations and basic understanding of like basic data science stuff but that wasn't enough for me i still had no idea what i wanted to do and i knew that i liked it but that was all i couldn't see my career prospect with doing that specialization and i noticed that there is a program called behavioral data science which was quite newly created And some of the professors I knew, they were um, convincing me to try to follow that track and see what I really want to do next. And I was like, okay, sure, let me try that. So that was the first start mm -hmm. into that field. Did, did you all always know, knew you wanted to do a master program or was it more like, okay, this sounds cool, I just go for it? Yeah, well, not at all because um, <laughs> when I was doing my Bachelor's. In my first year, mm -hmm. surprisingly, I wanted to do like a clinical psychology. So I wanted to be a consultant or, you know, a psychiatrician. Mm -hmm. I think that's how they call. And I wanted to, you know, obtain a license and, you know, talk to people. I thought that was my passion. Mm -hmm. But while studying there, um, I noticed that was not my way. And only in my third year, like, by the very end of my third year, I noticed, okay, I need to do a master's because mm -hmm. this is not enough for me. And three years was definitely not enough for me. And yeah, that's how I chose to do master's, I think. But yeah, I had no plans in the beginning. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you also said the, the bachelor's in psychology here at, mm. at UVA also was, was quite tough. Uh, like a lot of work and... Uh, I would guess also like psychology is su such a huge field. Yeah. So you like look into so many uh, different areas. And I, I guess this is also what the bachelor is good for to kind of discover what is out there. Yeah. Um, but then it's interesting that you say, okay, I kind of uh, discovered through my bachelor yeah. that this is what I initially thought I wanted to do. 
I did not really want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because uh, in our first year, we had the opportunity to learn this seven different courses on different areas of psychology, ranging from psychological methods and um, developmental psychology, clinical psychology, and work and organizational psychology, all mm -hmm. those. And it was all about learning what they are, but it was also very short time that we were given because it was like two months for all the courses and while learning that um i slowly picked on what i was interested in and mm -hmm. that was statistics and methodology part which many of my friends don't agree with because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like they hate statistics so much but mm -hmm. surprisingly i i liked it and i was like what can i do with this and then I figured there is something called psychological methods and people actually understand human behaviors and patterns and, you know, unique analysis in the world by um, using different data science tools and methodologies. So I think that kind of led me to have my own passion and yeah, understanding of what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it was a tough time that I had. <laughs> for the, yeah, the whole bachelor was because it was very short it was three only three years and during that time we also had like one and a half year of covid as well mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. not many interaction with people as well so yeah it was hard yet very fast decision that i made and yeah i think that's why i also kind of continued like wanted to stay in academia more because i wasn't sure what I wanted to do again and I thought more studying would help me to yeah understand myself as well as the field more mm -hmm. so um and I remember yeah the bachelor um of, of psychology I mm -hmm. heard that also from from other people that it's uh, really difficult mm -hmm. um so also kind of uh, impressive that you like got to the end of it um, yeah. <laughs> and then even did something like the the, the statistic parts mm -hmm. uh, so yeah it's it's cool how you can how you can figure that out uh, in a bachelor um and then to behavioral data science so what, what uh, just to give the the audience mm -hmm. a bit of an understanding what what exactly that is um could you yeah sum that up yeah, so I think it's a new concept in the field, although they say it's been more than like 10 to 20 years already. But um, so we have a foundation on psychology and we try to use psychological methods and theories to really develop our data science tools. And that means we use um, different yeah, methods and different statistical analysis as well as data science tools to understand human behaviors. And we believe that all the data in the world are to understand human and mm -hmm. they represent human in so many ways. So for example, if you're walking in a certain way to a certain destination, that also tells something about yourself. It tells something about your personality. It tells something about how the roads are made of and how organized or structured the city is. And those data, um, we believe we can analyze it through different data source tools that are developed nowadays. And yeah, basically, I think that's the concept we have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean this this kind this sort of data yeah. <clears throat> um 
I assume is already being collected in like uh, yeah with, with a lot of applications and and also like choices we make online or I don't know maybe even surveillance cameras yeah um, so and it, it, for me it also seems quite quite powerful to have this data yeah. and also quite quite scary to be able to like you know um, uh, with this data now assess okay what kind of personality does this uh, someone have yeah um, do you do you have like ethical considerations uh, with <laughs> that too well I I think so because well I think one of the concerns many of the people have is that what if like everyday behaviors of mine are being collected and what if the for example government knows what I'm doing every day but um I think how we should approach nowadays world with this technological advancement is that how should we use this to actually benefit our life more? Because mm -hmm. uh, I think we're already past the point where we should be scared about our data being collected. Because even in so many applications that we download, we have to agree terms and conditions. Yeah. And that requires... And we just all agree and never exactly. read Exactly, <laughs> never, never. It's like five pages, ten pages long. Yeah. Who reads that? <laughs> and in that, even in that one click, all our like motions and everything are being collected. And if we are scared to live our life with that, be that data being collected, I think that's a um, wrong viewpoint that we should have. So just turn our perspective and try to use it rather than yeah getting exploited by it mm -hmm. but yeah well i don't know maybe robots might um, replace my job and i won't have <laughs> any job anymore but who knows but yeah i, I think it's really about your attitude mm -hmm. on how you yeah, approach this i mean and that's also then um yeah, up to you if you're somebody who's an expert mm -hmm. and you have this knowledge on yeah first uh, how to collect this behavioral data but yeah. then also how to analyze it what mm -hmm. you want to do with it you know yeah. you can be a total asshole and like use it for you know um, boost up the profit exactly. of some company and like you know there are these uh, I know there's this case where uh, some algorithm uh, knew before a pregnant woman that this woman actually was pregnant, you know, like oh. based on I think it was Walmart, Walmart like uh, purchasing behavior. Oh, I've seen that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, if I think about uh, cases like that, I'm like, shit. I I I don't want to live in this world where like no. um, Walmart knows before uh, I don't know me what what I want or what happens to my body or you know. Yeah. Um, but then. If you are, yeah, if you're, you, you can also be kind of like a, um, yeah, a, a, a nice person mm -hmm. and try to, 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 yeah, make the place a better world or get, get better insights into yeah. a problem. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, th I think that's very cool. Yeah, but I think as a big company, they really should be following the guidelines that were worldwide made and, you know, how people should agree on. Because exploring data is happening every day right mm -hmm. by especially big or small companies just to have more benefits and just to have more profits and i i think that really should be like regulated harsh but um yeah it's it's hard for us individual to stop everything from being collected or anything but it, it's really important for us as 
a normal human being to just live our life and try to find a benefit within what we can see and what we can yeah, retrieve. Mm -hmm. yeah, But, uh, do you think that um, people will then... I mean, if I... There's this... Uh, uh, yeah... I mean, there's this theory or like this idea that, you know, if you know that you're being observed yeah. or like yeah. uh, there, there's surveillance, you will kind of change your yeah. your behavior. Yeah. Um, and on the on the one side, we kind of want people to know that they are being surveyed right now. That we're, mm -hmm. That's why we have these, uh, you, these yeah, 100 pages of terms, of, condition. terms yeah. of conditions. <laughs> exactly. Um, but at the same time, nobody really does that. And... Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's also a big problem. Like, um, we we collect really a lot of data, mm. but then people people don't really know. But if they would know, maybe they would change the behavior, and kind of it would not uh, yeah. help us anymore. You yeah, know? yeah, true. Actually, there was a lot of like discussion about is the data actually representing our life? Like, is mm. this the reality? And I. I think um, to some extent it is because we, although we are faking our behaviors and trying to match the condition that we have, that's also some sort of behavior that we can collect. Mm -hmm. uh, while it might not be true representative of who we are, mm -hmm. but I, I think that's just human nature. We maybe there may be a more advanced technology in the future that will just get our data and somehow agree from our, I don't know, unconscious mindset and mm -hmm. collect it. But nowadays, I think it's good to have all the concerns arise and just keep thinking about it rather than ignore all the problem that there might be and all the bias there might be. But yeah, it's good that you brought up because it's good for us to keep like thinking about this and trying to figure out how we can actually change mm -hmm. that from happening. Yeah, I mean, in the end, these data collection and the data analysis will <clears throat> keep happening anyway. So mm -hmm. it's like the the question is like how we do it in a, in a good way. Mm -hmm. And uh, there a question uh, popped into my mind, which is like, um, if you like, what what are your ideas on using these kind of like behavioral data, like mm -hmm. for good? Uh, Do you have something there where you where you say like, um, you know, if if I could uh, do this or or change the world in this way with this data, then then I would totally go for it. If I had like the resources, the team, and <laughs> mm. and if I have the ability and skills. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, well, yeah. I um, that's a hard question. I'm. Hmm. I'm not really a future-oriented person. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I just try to live my present life happily. <laughs> But, well, do you have any uh, <laughs> ideas? No, I, I was just curious, like, of some examples where, like, where this behavioral data could be, like, really, really helpful, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh. Huh. But I guess, I mean, behavioral data, if you look at, like, consumption patterns for example mm -hmm. you could like see you could like get a better understanding of why people consume in a certain way and then you ha also have the choice to maybe like change it change mm -hmm. this consumption pattern to a more sustainable one yeah uh, yeah yeah 
exactly. And also, like environmental problem can be mm-hmm. solved by using the different like behavioral patterns. And I think, uh, like for example, this one was already mentioned in the beginning, but like by seeing how people walk towards certain destination, because um there was an incident in Korea recently where pe- there was a lot of crowds in mm-hmm. uh. A city called um, Itaewon, and then there a lot of people have, yeah, collapsed, and yeah, many people have been hurt, injured, and died. And many of the data can be used for good if we have already knew that the roads are narrow enough to not have all the people, um, yeah, like have the capacity to have all those people Mm -hmm. and to learn about how to organize um how they walk or how we should yeah structure the way of walking maybe that could have yeah that can be something that data can be used for good but yeah yeah but i think i'm going a little deep but (laughs) Let's get out no, of this. No, that, that, um, I mean, that was also a really mean question because if I if I understood it right, you were kind of more on the methodology side. So yeah. also with your masters, you like looked into like cool methodologies yeah, uh, in, yeah. in behavioral data yeah. science, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. did, I did. Yeah, well, hmm. um, methods wise, because uh, we learned that um, collecting data in a proper way, in an ethical way, as well as following different regulations that are there are important, as well as how to use the data and how to deploy the data in different ways. Mm-hmm. Those kind of topics were covered in all ranges. So I think that was something that was really interesting to me because I could really understand how data is actually working and you know what kind of methodologies that you have to use um, to properly conduct or execute a project that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, yeah. I mm. feel like that, that gives us a good overview of, of behavioral data science. Mm. Um, what I was also interested in is, um, yeah, the master itself, like the, this like, with, like recommending a master. Um, so, yeah, we uh, two weeks ago, we went to this uh, mysterious, quite mysterious bar. Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> it was a door, door something. Mm-hmm. It was really difficult to find. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And then we had this surprise uh, graduation mm-hmm. uh, party for you. Yeah. Do, do you remember which drink you had there? Uh, um, I think it was like Imperial whatever yeah yeah well, the f- <laughs> also fancy names yeah i had I, I had something with a blackberry soda or yeah, something like yeah. that i i don't know the alcohol but it was uh yeah it was also that fancy that you can could only afford one drink yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> exactly. but, but but cool experience so and then you you finished your your master on on that day and by the way I remember you did not get the master uh, <laughs> the paper. Did you yeah. uh, get it by now? Yeah, so what happened was um, before my graduation ceremony, literally one day before my graduation ceremony, the education desk contacted me saying that um, they lost my master's diploma, mm. the official diploma. <laughs> so I, Just like that. Yes, just, just like that. Um, they said it's lost on its way within our school. And yeah, they're trying to find it, but they're not sure. So they'll have a copy ready. And I wasn't even mad. I don't know. I mm. Maybe I knew this would happen. 
But um, so yeah, I still haven't got my diploma because uh, I, I recently went to the education desk to yeah. ask about it, and they said they still need a signature from an examination board, and mm. then I can then go and yeah sign it myself. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is... it's 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 odd. Uh, maybe yeah. there was maybe there was another Heather mm. on its way that thought like, hey, a master in behavioral data science that sounds that sounds good. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe they just want to you know stole my identity and oh, watch out, watch yeah, out. yeah, <laughs> um, um, yeah. So and and I wanted to ask you because I mean I I am still doing my bachelor mm -hmm. and uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not super sure uh, if I want to do a master because also. Uh, with with our bachelor's program, the computational social science, we we learn a lot of different stuff, and um, and yeah, I, I I just like to do like hands on projects, mm -hmm. and um, I don't really know like if I get the opportunity, I I thought like maybe I would just if I can, I would already work. Mm -hmm. um, so like for somebody like me would you say like the doing a masters is still like a good idea would you still recommend it mm, well i think if you already see an opportunity that um you're really interested in and you're really passionate about then i think working is also an option that you can yeah go with mm -hmm. but masters is for someone who is um either really passionate about one topic that they really want to study more mm -hmm. or they are still lost in their way and they try to figure out what they want to do because masters really give like a specific narrow view on what you're interested in and mm -hmm. it really tries to yeah narrow you down to some different options that you have from 10 to 5 maybe and it really gives um i think Yeah, quite a choice for you to carry out with your life from then on. So, I mean, for you, I think if, you're already, if you already know what you want to do or if you already know what you would like to do, mm -hmm. then I think trying out working is also a good option that you should take. And after that, I mean, master is something that you can always go back, you know, like you don't mm -hmm. have to do a master's program immediately after mm. bachelor's. That's true. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can always work for some while and then maybe if you feel a little bored of the working that you're doing and if you want to go to like advanced field, mm -hmm. then yeah, definitely just go back again and study again. Mm -hmm. It might be a little hard because now you have an older brain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, um, and you yeah. forgot how to study. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, um, it's funny that you say it because uh, I remember you, you like um, you told me you finished the masters within within one year, yeah. uh, which is which is quite uh, yeah quite cool. Um, yeah, I think I think working might be a, an, a good way already mm -hmm. if you if you know what uh, what you want to do, but um, that's that's the like key point I feel like. Um, With this master, you can really become like, yeah, as it says, a master in some specific topic. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that is also very valuable then later maybe for the, for the job market or for, for you to, to figure out. So 
I would say a lot of bachelors are aimed to just be like a general, like a general introduction, mm. a bit more than that. But and you also, um, yeah, go your direction in a way. Then in the end, mm. um, but um, in in this way. I feel like it makes sense to do to do a master if there is something maybe that that aligns with your interest, like yeah, like happened yeah. uh, with the behavioral data science. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I, I think without a passion and without an interest, it's really hard to pursue a master's because mm -hmm. it's way more intense than bachelor's, mm -hmm. and you really have to know what you're doing because mm -hmm. um, I think other than in a bachelor. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea in my bachelor's. Uh, but uh, I don't know how your program is, but our bachelor's program, when writing a thesis, they had this like four different topics and we could literally choose from one. And mm -hmm. our supervisor would guide us just one by one on how to write and how to do everything. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't exist in many of the master's program, as far as I know. And... That means you really have to contact the professor yourself and talk about what you're interested in. And if the professor's interest and his or her research really aligns with what you want to do, then mm -hmm. from there you start writing a proposal and doing whatsoever with the thesis. And if you are not passionate about this and if you're if you think you know i'm really unorganized i just want other people to tell me what to do mm -hmm. then it's mm -hmm. hard i think it's, mm -hmm. it, it becomes more way more intense and you take two to three more years than it should be mm -hmm. and yeah i've seen a lot of cases of that in my classmates as well so yeah it's an attitude that you really need to have i think yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like that's a Maybe that's a, that's a good advice. Uh, like if you want to do a master, you have to be like passionate about the mm. the master because then otherwise it will like uh, it will not really work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, mm. yeah, because um, there are a lot of like Korean friends of mine who want to do masters just because they don't have any experience and they think a master's would boost them up in job markets, but um, many of them usually fail to finish in like one or two years and mm -hmm. they just continue their study without any you know prospect or any mm. yeah well there are a lot of cases where people just you know succeed but mm -hmm. many of the cases is hard it's it's way more intense i think yeah yeah i feel like that's that's also uh, maybe a problem for some mm. that it's just you know you do a bachelor and mm. after the bachelor hey you do you do a master mm. um It's, it's just the normal way. It's just yeah. how you get a good job in the end. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's not the like right way for, for you in that, in that uh, situation. Yeah, I mean, if you're a smart person that you can just do something without much interest or much passion, then go ahead. I mean, it's not a bad decision that you're making. Mm -hmm. But uh, what I'm saying is just you will be mentally more tired. You'll be mentally more exhausted because mm -hmm. you know that this is not what you want. Mm -hmm. mm. That, that, of course, never happened to you during your master's, right? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, <laughs> well, my master's, I had no time to think. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think during the first period of, like, the first block of my master's, I 
wasn't really sure what I was doing. Although, yeah, I was, you know, passing exams, I was doing well with projects and everything. And it was very intense that I was like, okay, okay, yeah, I'm surviving. So can I survive in the actual working field? Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm doing this well. Mm. And I think that mindset kind of kept going on for a few months. And then when I started my internship and when I was writing my thesis, there I really got to know myself more and what my interest is mm-hmm. in. And I was really wishing there were more time for me to think about yeah, what I'm passionate at. But I think, yeah, I, I definitely had a time where I was struggling so much mm-hmm. on, okay, I still don't know what to do. Oh my gosh, am mm-hmm. I doing masters? Am I wasting my time? Oh, mm-hmm. But at last, it really helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's great. So, so yeah. you would, you would recall like if you, um, if you could decide like now you go back in time, you would definitely do it again. The masters. <laughs> um, I I think so. I think mm-hmm. so. Uh, although it's gonna be super stressful and hard. Mm-hmm. Um. If you erase my memory, then I might I will do it again. Okay, yeah. <laughs> if I have my memory kept, then I, I might not. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, yeah, but it really did help me to understand the field more and understand myself more. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good choice for someone who's also struggling to find what they want to do, what they like to do, or if they want to develop their skills and ability in a certain field. I think yeah. masters is a good choice, mm-hmm. but yeah, it really depends on persons as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Heather, did you like work working in this <clears throat> academic field, like in this academic way? Well, actually, um, before my internship, I thought I really wanted to stay in academia, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about doing my PhD more than now, because um, I think research is the field that you can actually. Uh, work with this whole advanced technology and in many of the corporate environment everything is quite regulated and there are certain tools that you can use and there are certain tools that they don't like you to use because they don't know about it and Mm -hmm. that was not the restrictions that I really wanted to go through Mm -hmm. so I was like okay I because I'm the person that I really want to explore a lot of new things and I want to learn new abilities and skills and i thought research is definitely the field that i would fit in Mm -hmm. but then (laughs) (laughs) but um so i did my internship at the hospital Mm -hmm. and there i was doing research for whole three months and it was very difficult because first of all the department was not my department it was um like neuroscience department and they Mm -hmm. studied like alzheimer disease and all those interesting stuff but without really understanding the actual theory behind and what kind of studies are going on right now it was hard for me to even use data science tools to analyze their data because i have no idea what this data is Mm-hmm. and they have like different numbers written in the data chart and although I can you know just extract meaningful insights that I can you know just you know like do some analysis simple analysis and I can get what they really want to see but it wasn't really me understanding what's going on and 
I had this like whole thought in my mind that why what am I like am I different than ChatGPT? Cause mm. do you know this um whole discussion about how AIs cannot understand? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, this is an interesting topic that is brought up in every AI conversation because um, they use this metaphor and one person is in this room filled with um, Chinese letters mm -hmm. and one person is outside giving out the instruction and the person inside doesn't know Chinese but then he can still respond the mm -hmm. questions in Chinese by looking at the instruction. Mm -hmm. But he and, does not really understand. Yeah, and he doesn't understand. And that's what all the AIs nowadays are doing. Mm -hmm. And many of the philosophical and, you know, all those experts in the field are still saying that in order for AI to understand like human, mm -hmm. that that won't happen at all. Mm -hmm. That's what they're saying nowadays. But I, I don't know if that can, you know, if AIs will make to our understanding or not but to go back to my internship again so i thought i'm doing something with the ins given instructions but i'm not mm -hmm. really understanding what's going on mm -hmm. so am i a human being here or am i an yeah. ai you felt like speaking chinese with these instructions exactly but not really understanding why and and like yeah what you're doing there right yeah now. exactly i'm just fat with all those instructions everything and i'm giving the outputs that they desire but is this really developing my skills and ability mm -hmm. and is this really helping with my human intelligence and there i realized that okay i want a real like specific domain knowledge to be developed Mm -hmm. so that I can actually be an expert in some sort of field. And yeah, that's how I kind of um, lost my interest in research field. Mm -hmm. If you, yeah. Yeah, no, I understand. And and that's that also aligns with um, what you told me before the podcast episode, which you, what you observed um, with uh, yeah, this field of data science and the job market that <clears throat> you see... A lot of people applying who are not specifically coming like from a computer science or data science background, um, but from philosophy and uh, yeah, econometrics, okay, econometrics, maybe a bit more yeah. um, psychology, but like all those different fields, mm -hmm. which are not which are not super, super um, yeah, close to, to, to data science now, mm -hmm. but they they use it as a tool. Mm -hmm. And um I, I thought for myself, hmm, yeah, I'm learning right now how to use data science as a tool in my study program. Yeah. But I don't have this specific domain mm -hmm. where I'm the expert. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm learning, yeah, like the, the Python and how to use it and the programming. And yeah. also like what are the different stages and hey, clean up your data. And, you know, this is also the this is. All, all the like very like technical thing how you would do it but it's not that like I have my expertise in doing data science for urban planning for example you know mm -hmm. and I think that's um, that's then where you have like a great that's where you're very valuable and also as you say you kind of um, 
yeah uh, improve your your own expertise you you develop and you you work on your human intelligence yeah 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 so really um nowadays especially a lot of people are just touching upon like data science tools although they're not really studying them mm -hmm. and in order to be like competitive in the market you really need to have some sort of knowledge that you are confident in and really know how to use it and mm -hmm. yeah so yeah those were also the struggles that i really had and that's why i was like okay i I want to grow my expertise in some way. And the best way for me was to go to a co corporate environment mm -hmm. and learn about it. Yeah. Mm. And, and that's where you are <clears throat> uh, going, going now, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the, the last time um, we spoke, you, you said you applied there or you mm. applied for, for quite some, some things. Yeah. And uh, now it's confirmed and, and you're going to, to, the, to the startup. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yeah. so I I was um you know giving a lot of applications to different companies and yeah I was trying to figure out you know what's best in the market and everything and it it just did not work for quite a while but yeah mm -hmm. now I have a job <laughs> so I'm gonna be start working soon. Oh yeah, and good luck with that. Yeah, Very yeah, nice. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I had one thing I wanted to talk about with you there uh, um, as well, which was kind of, which is kind of the situation uh, where you're in then after your master's, where you told me, so, yeah, no, I, I did my master's and I have like some experience, like through internships maybe, mm. um, but, and then I want to start now a job in, in, a, in this field of data science, mm. uh, which also fits like my, my, my expertise. Mm. But then a lot of companies, they, they don't really want junior data uh, uh, analysts mm. with little experience. Yeah. And that's, that's like a very, very tough situation you're in because, hey, you're, you just did your bachelor's and master's. Mm. Um, it's also very like intense. You did not have a lot of time to like do now to work and, yeah. and, uh, uh, and, and yeah, gather the experience they want. Yeah. So... Um, Yeah, it's, it's kind of a di dilemma, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is definitely because um, a lot of entry positions in the job markets also require um, like one to two years of experience. Mm -hmm. And well, they're using the entry, like the term entry wrong, of course. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it was hard for me to uh, get a job without experience and uh, If I even get to a final round of interviews, they would pick a candidate with more experience and they will just tell me that, oh yeah, we really liked your profile and everything, but then this candidate had more experience. Hmm. And I, I just, I cannot do anything about it, you know? Because yeah. I, I don't, it, it's really hard to not... Um, think that they don't know how intense my program was and how intense my study was because they would just look at my profile and they'll just look at the title and they'd be like okay you did this and this and you got this score okay good but it doesn't really matter to us because you don't have much experience mm -hmm. and I think that was the attitude that I had quite a lot uh, from a lot of interviews and a lot of yeah company applications but Yeah, it, 
it's it's just hard. I think it's yeah, very competitive. A lot of people are applying to the same position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also as you mentioned, um, like people from sociology, people from philosophy, mm. many people do self studies as well, and they apply to those positions with what they have already studied and what they think they're confident in. So the degree at some point seemed like it didn't matter at all because mm-hmm. they also have the skills I have and they have more experience. So mm-hmm. are they better than me? I don't know. But mm. the company still prefers those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That is that is a tough mm. uh, situation. And I guess you, you cannot really... Yeah, you as the one who's applying, mm. I mean, at this point, you cannot really do anything like... To, to, to improve that uh, yeah. because you only get experience by working and yeah. you uh, you can only work by having experience like, yeah come yeah. on <laughs> <laughs> it's a full cycle there yeah. <laughs> and also um one of my friend i know for me um oh yeah yeah there was one of the interviews that i took and um it was a traineeship position i think so definitely they don't require much experience from you. But then I asked um, the recruiter because uh, I got rejected in the second round of interview mm-hmm. um, why I was rejected. And he gave me a feedback that they prefer people who started their bachelors in the similar field already. Mm. So meaning that computer science or, you know, all those fields. And when they see my profile on bachelors in psychology, they're like, Oh, psychology isn't is that even related to data science? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. so like the perception of the attitude towards psychology is definitely not beneficial in data science field. I think. Yeah, and I I wouldn't say uh, it's not beneficial. I, I I see it as extremely beneficial because you have these different fields, mm-hmm. and you know, um, like the the computer scientist with the data science degree, then mm. he has the yeah the the technological yeah. like knowledge yeah. but you also have kind of the knowledge from the psycho psychological mm. perspective mm. you know and that that um i feel like the companies should uh, identify this this value like w- from um this this um coming from different perspectives mm. and data science uh, from different fields i i would say that's that's extremely uh, valuable and it's it's a bit sad that they um, yeah, do, do not see that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because I think we briefly also talked um, before the podcast that uh, like having this, uh, like a lot of corporate already have their own rules and their mm-hmm. regulations and they don't want to change a lot of stuff and they only want people to work and follow their rules mm-hmm. and which I think it also makes sense. And as a person who studied psychology, I can bring new perspective and new tools and new understanding to the work field. And not many companies want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Although they say, okay, we're open to everything. We are open to development and everything. But they also know that it takes time and cost to change the mm-hmm. things that they already have. <clears throat> so yeah, I think that just makes it hard for the recruiters to consider me over um, those people who studied computer science or those, yeah, more technical degrees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Change is very costly. And yeah. also, <clears throat> quite some people, they, they just want to, you know, 
um, keep it as it always was. Mm. They don't like change, maybe. Yeah. Um, no. So, um, yeah, I had something I wanted to ask you to. Yeah, I, I wanted to, to say that, um, especially if you're now coming to a company and you have this psychological background, maybe you have like cooler ideas how to do the data collection phase, how to better. Uh, capture the human behavior that mm. they might do yeah. um, and it would be super sad uh, if they miss out on this opportunity yeah um. exactly people hire psychology <laughs> <laughs> but there's people uh, yeah well, that's a great promotion <laughs> exactly mm -hmm. um, yeah and, and, and so now you are you're going to start working um, do you know like where you want to build your expertise now do you already have an idea Well, um, not really. That's what I'm looking for to really, yeah, develop within a mm -hmm. few years. Because um, the startup company that I'm gonna be working in is a logistic-based company, and they do a lot of like optimization of routes, um, calculations of carbon emission and everything. And uh, I know that um, my passion is also towards um, like sustainability and mm -hmm. you know ecosystem, and If some of my expertise can actually help the world to be better, uh, to be more sustainable and more transparent with their data, I think that is the track that I really want to go towards. But mm -hmm. I still have to figure out if I'm yeah, really passionate about this field and if I really want to continue to mm -hmm. stay in this field. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we'll see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll that's see, great. We'll see. I think that's a that's a great way to to wrap up this this podcast episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I want to wish you uh, good luck um, and a lot of uh, yeah fun with your with your new job. Then yeah, um, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was a very um, yeah interesting podcast mm -hmm. episode. We talked a lot about a lot of things. Um, the Uh, yeah, the behavioral data science uh, itself, the master program, what you did, and maybe some, some problems and issues right now in the field of data science. And also, yeah, if you want to start uh, your, start working in the, in the field of data science, what you need, uh, where your expert, expertise lies and, and how you're going to do it. I feel like that's, that's a, that would be a, a whole a new episode of, of, uh, of a podcast. Uh, like this could be another yeah, one. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was, it was great having you here, Heather. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank um, you so much. I, I keep telling Tom that this will expand globally and, um, <laughs> and then I'll soon be a celebrity. Uh, so I'm, I was really, I feel really thankful to be invited um, in soon to be famous uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much. Oh, that sounds so promising. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Oh, thank bye, you. Bye. bye.